You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome one, welcome all to the greatest show of them all. This is the NFC East Mixtape. You can listen to this on any one of SB Nation's four NFC East blog podcast networks. That is Bleeding Green Nation for Philadelphia Eagles coverage, Blog on the Boys for Dallas Cowboys coverage, Big Blue View for those New York suddenly bad at football once again Giants, and of course Hogshaven for Washington Commanders coverage. You can watch this show on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel or the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel. We appreciate all of the mixologists for tuning in. He is Brandon Lee Gatton from BGNI. Margie Ochoa from BTB. BLG, happy mid-December to you. Is it a happy time for you, RJ? Are you feeling good over it is. there? We have a lot to get to, um, and we have a condensed amount of time because we have a training that Brandon did not get the notice for that I did, so I have to do the training, apparently. Um, so we're really recording. throwing me under the bus. I'm not throwing you under the bus. It's maybe somebody else under the bus that didn't oh, so throwing someone else under the, under the bus. Okay. Yeah. I mean, somebody's under this, this proverbial bus, but I got the invite for the training. You did not, um, you know, no big deal. Um, neither did Pete Sweeney, our friend. So, um, you know, for what it's worth, maybe, maybe I'm the one in trouble. Maybe I'm under the bus because I need yeah. the, the training. Um, I am obviously so skilled that I don't need the training. Right. Um, so, um, we have a lot to get to. So I have two reviews from the BTB side of things. We encourage everyone to subscribe, preferred podcast network, whatever team they're a fan of, um, leave a rating, ride review always, but, uh, head to someone else, give a cross review. I have two Eagles fans that have left reviews on the blog and the boys podcast network, both five-star ratings. That is our one ask, please. First one comes to us from sec. That is S E K underscore zero five titled Eagles fan here. Love the NFC East mixtape. RJ has really humanized Cowboys fans for me, and BLG is always great. BLG has always been a constant with BGN Radio, even though others have come and gone. Keep up the great work, guys. So kind of a nice general review. Next one from Lech, L-E-C-H-83. It is just titled Mixtape, straight to the point. Five-star rating. I'm writing this under the assumption it'll be covered on the mixtape. If not, I may have to come back and one-star bomb y'all. Kidding, of course. Mm. RJ, y'all love to rave how the Cowboys set fourth-quarter records, but would it not make you feel better to be able to rest your talent in the fourth instead of assaulting old men such as Matt Ryan? How many games have you been able to rest your non-first-seed starters this season? Um, so already the gloves are coming off. I imagine that you didn't even put gloves on for this particular matchup. You don't know that. You haven't seen my hands. I have seen. Actually, I didn't. You wiped your computer screen That's before right. we started, and you had the like you went hoodie like um, sleeve over your hand. So yeah. Um, okay, RJ, let's um, just, let's stop beating around the bush. The Philadelphia well, no, Eagles we, are the best team in the NFL, and you should. Be I agree of with them, you. And everyone should be scared of them. They're they so, look incredible. They're number one in your power rankings. They're number one in my power rankings. They be um, number one in well, everyone's power rankings. Right. They're well, I'm just undisputed best team in the NFL. They are now number one in DVOA. Is, the, is this the first time this season? It's the first time in a while, at least, that they're number one. It's probably um, happened at some point this season. But, but so um, they're num- number, one number one in DVOA and point differential. 
Right. They, I mean, how can you not be after that big lambasting of, uh, you know, we'll get to that. We have to start there. Of course, the Philadelphia Eagles lead the NFC. They clinched a playoff berth. They have the best record in the NFL, 12 and one. Um, you know, my day of reckoning is in the past. Cowboys beat the Colts, but yours is upon us with this Justin Fields game. I'm very excited to talk about that. Uh, but 48 to 22, the final score. Uh, do you want my thoughts first? Do you want to go first? Because I, I have a thought, but if, if you want the floor, it's totally yours. I mean, Jalen Hurts is also the MVP. I mean, you guys talked about that. That was, that on that was my take. Monday. I mean, he is. Like, he's like Jimmy. So I just recorded BGN Radio with Jimmy Kemsky earlier today. It's not up yet um, as we were. as we. Brandon's internet is, is, is fighting itself. I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't know. If, You're right. I don't know if Am you, I back? You're back. Sorry. It froze. That was, I didn't that was see it froze. Huge cliffhanger. <laughs> so. That's terrible. Where did it leave off? Um, you and Jimmy had recorded BGN radio. It's not out at the time of our recording, okay. but that really is irrelevant because it's out. Well, this, this really just stole my thunder, this glitch. Uh, I am suspecting maybe it was you who did something. Um, but I will repeat myself that Jalen Hurts, he's the best player on the best team in football. Like, it's, it, we probably shouldn't overcomplicate it. That's the MVP right there. Obviously, you can kind of look into the um, the metrics too. I mean, just to say he's over Mahomes, which Pete Sweeney, a Chiefs observer, did say that. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts this year, 32 total touchdowns, just five giveaways. Patrick Mahomes, 35 touchdowns, so a few more, but 11 giveaways. Also, you have to consider that the Chiefs have had kind of had to play more in to the, the, the point of the iTunes, the Apple podcast review. Um, Jalen Hurts has missed 25 snaps due to like garbage time rest right. where Mahomes has missed 11. So, you know, that's significant. And, and not just that, but obviously just the Eagles having these leads and then going into the second half and kind of just running the ball and milking the clock like they were, especially earlier in the season. Everyone was like, they're not scoring in the second half. Yeah, because they, they didn't need to. Um, but yeah, Jalen Hurts is the MVP. It's incredible how much better he's gotten. Uh, I can take every L for not believing in him. At the same time, RJ, I don't think the people who did believe in him saw him being this good. It's insane. This was this was in no way predictable. Like yeah. it was it was definitely possible that he could take a leap, and we've obviously talked about that for the last year. But like th this this was not a leap. This was like a, a light year that he covered. Yeah. Right. Um, I do want to say the only part of what you said I disagree with is that he's the best player on this team. I think he's the most and, and hear me out. He's the most influential. And, and if they're going to hand out an MVP to an Eagle, it has to be to Jalen Hurts. Obviously, A.J. Brown is the best player on the team. Mm. Like if you evaluated yeah. him, like I, I would still take Patrick Mahomes over Jalen Hurts. I don't think that's like a hot take. Um, I, I'm having a hard time coming up with a receiver that I would take over AJ Brown right now. And I've already taken my L on that take and written my apology letter and everything. Um, but so that's the only, I mean, we're splitting hairs at this point. Um, I, I will say I'll take an L on, um, a tweet that's been, uh, thank you to all the BGN fans, uh, thrown in my face, uh, was what I tweeted after the Eagles barely beat the Colts. And if you allow me to flesh this out, uh, and we got to get to this game, obviously, but, um, I tweeted that the Eagles best days were behind them at the time. The Eagles had just lost to the Commanders, and they had really struggled against this Colts. They did look like the proverbial last undefeated team that was starting to regress and take on water and wasn't going to refine their dominant form. To their credit, to my boy Nick Sirianni's credit, they have refound that dominant form. Um, this was unprecedented, too. I, I know you remember on the look ahead, I talked about recent final undefeated teams and, and kind of how they fared against the spread and things like that. The Eagles are, are not showing any signs of that. They are proving to be the exception, at least at this point. Um, and, and, and I don't know that either of us are shocked that the Giants couldn't hang with them. But that's that's really what it like. That was the way I would describe this. Like, obviously, they played at the same time as the Cowboys. I looked up and it's 21 nothing. And it's like, yeah, this this Giants team cannot. They literally cannot hang with them. They cannot. They don't belong in the same you know, group as the Eagles. There are some teams that can play with the Eagles. The Giants are not one of them. 
Yeah, but I mean, like, they entered this game. I thought it was going to be close until they pulled away at the end. Um, and, again, they had the best record against the spread entering this game. This this has been a team that has hung with their competition for most of the season. Um, and, like, I know and I agree they're not, like, quite as good as their record uh, is. And I, I said that throughout the season. But still, they're a team that is currently – Talk like, about the Giants. Yeah, the Giants. They're currently a team that is in the playoff picture, albeit the seventh seed. Uh, and the Titans last week are obviously ahead of their division. Also, so the Eagles are crushing teams that are like going to be in the playoffs. Like that's crazy. That's well, and, that's and they're not crushing teams d- despite like the idea that again they would take on this water because whatever. That's just what happened. So like, forget who it is for a minute. Like the fact that they have returned to crushing anybody is impressive. And from the jump too, it's not even like these this games right. got close and then they just broke it up. No, like just from the start to finish, just d- thorough domination. Other team really never had a chance in the game. Like that's just, it's crazy. And to be able to stack performances like that, it's not just like some kind of inconsistent team. No, like there's consistency, the offense, there's no weak point. What's the weak point of the Eagles offense? Like, I I don't know how you can find one. It, that, it, that it's missing Dallas Goddard right, right now. And they're going to get him back this week, probably. <laughs> yeah. So that's right. insane. And the, clearly they can put up 48 without him. Um, and then defensively, like everyone was like, hey, the run defense is this big issue. And certainly I'm not saying like it can't pop up again. But the past two weeks, they went up against Derrick Henry, and Saquon was hurt, but still, and they shut him down completely. weren't even a factor at all in the game. So even that, which was their perceived biggest weakness, isn't looking like this big concern right now. So they they're in the, the pass rush, they overtook the Cowboys, RJ, for the NFL lead in sacks. The pass rush has been really coming alive. It's just it's an insane team right now. I don't where where is the weakness? Where's the weakness on the Eagles as a whole? Like what do you point to and be like, oh, that's that's a big concern. That's a weak spot. They did I'll- lose. Reed Blankenship in this game, who was filling in for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who's on IR. It sounds like he avoided a long-term injury, might dismiss a game or two. Although, you know, that'd be relevant if he misses the Cowboys game. So, like, okay, safety, certainly. But, like, what else? I would say, uh, to answer some of those points, I would say that the weakness is special teams, right? Like, you look at whether whether it's, like, FPI rankings or DVOA, like, that's the one thing that's, like, not, like, creme de la creme for but the even Eagles. That, RJ has been better recently. They had their best sure. game against the Titans, and then Boston Scott had a 66-yard return. Eagles had a punt block. Well, he they were the backed Giants. up against their own end zone. That's kind of a tough situation. I'm not going to kill special teams for that. Um, and, yes, it is the – but still, like, even that has shown a little bit of hope recently that it might not be, like, a disaster – so, well, you asked what the weakness is. That would be. The I, I agree, but right, I'm just right. saying, like, and if that's your biggest weakness, first of all, okay, you'll sign up for that. And two, it's like they're not hopeless on that unit. I would say, based on the past two weeks, I would also say this isn't a weakness. And to be clear, like, if you're having to reach, right? Like at this point, when you're playing as well as the Eagles are, so like, if you're if you're trying to come up with like, well, what's the like potential issue? Maybe that's a better way to put it than a weakness. Is like, can they play from behind, right? Like, can, can they can they storm back if they? Because we just haven't seen it, and like, that's not to yeah, penalize. They like, do that I, against the Jags. Right, right, and, and that's true. What, what was it, 14 nothing against the Jets? Yeah, they were down 14-0. So, they also were down most of the game against the Colts and came back. And I don't think there's any reason – the Colts game is an, is evidence of this, but, like, I don't think there's any reason to say this can happen, but, like, it is – because they've just been, like, crushing teams, There, there is no, like – there's not an, a, a large amount of data to suggest, like, oh, well, you know, look at all these fourth-quarter – I think fourth-quarter comebacks is such a weird stat because it's like, well, they fell down. Right. Like, they needed that. But, like, that would be the thing. Again, That it's, was my it's, thing with Romo back in the day. I'm like, everyone's like, oh, it's so good, fourth-quarter comebacks. It's like, well, there well is, he's also playing there, poorly there where they need to come back. There's there's context to all of that, but anyway, like that is that is the answer. Is like can I, I don't I don't say this like in the hot takey way. It sounds like can they come back? But like that would be the question. But if you're crushing people, you don't have to deal with it. Special teams is the weakness. This felt like the first 
Hassan Reddick game. I don't know. Like you were really high on him, um, obviously in the offseason. This first felt felt like the first time that he made like a, a a very very large difference. I don't know if there's maybe I've just ignored that um, to this point. Um, he was defensive player of the week in the Jags game earlier right. this year. Ah, the um, comeback. Look at that. He is up to double digit sacks for the third time in the last three years. RJ, there are two players who have more sacks than Hassan Reddick since the start of the 2020 season. Can you name them? Micah Parsons. And... No, 2020 season. Oh, 2020 season. Yeah. Um, TJ so, Watt and same division. Um, it's a big hint. Well, hang TJ on. Watt. Oh, Miles Garrett. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. They're the only yeah. two players who have more than him in the past I, since 2020. What did Nick Nick Bosa miss 2020? Is that right? Like most yes. of 2020? Yeah, that, yeah. He would have been one. I would have. Sure, but still, like, that, that's, but... that's the company. It's crazy. That's like, it's, it's elite company. Um, This was an elite win. Um, I, I do have a question on the giant side of things because mm. this is weird. Um, Now we're, because now we're getting to the place where you like, you consider these weird, like, should we rest? Like those, you know, it's just like that time of year. Can you make an argument that the Giants should have rested Saquon? Because, you know, they were probably going to lose this game no matter what, right? Like the Giants' season in many ways is going to come down to this coming Sunday night when they visit the Commanders. Like you can make an argument that if you were going to get like the Saquon God game, it needed to happen this coming Sunday. And that, that could still happen, but you at least inhibited those opportunities by playing him in a game that you were probably going to lose no matter what. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think of it as like resting him and accepting an L on the game as much as like the priority is just like we need to get Saquon healthy because he's our identity. Right. So if that means taking off a week, regardless of the opponent, then yeah, we have to do that. So yes, I do think they should have been, and they kind of limited him anyway. He didn't play a ton, uh, especially because the game got out of hand. So they kind of did that, but I, he, yeah, he shouldn't have even been active. And that's like people it's a neck injury. He's a running back. <laughs> people won't like look at it this way. Cause people will be like, like hardo football fan. But like, if like a week ago, if you had asked any giants fan, if I had asked one and said like, you can only win one of your next two games, which one do you want it to be? And of course. I guarantee you, most people would have been like the Eagles. Would be. No, like that doesn't matter. Like, like the, the commander's game is, is a two birds, one stone for you because that's the team on your heels. You're not going to catch the Eagles. Even if you beat them, whatever, like it doesn't impact them the same way it would impact the commanders negatively because now the commanders are ahead of the, of the giants and in, in the, NFC standings, at least you mentioned. Uh, currently, all four NFC East teams in the playoffs. Um, the Eagles, the one seed, obviously. Dallas, the top odd card, Washington, number two, and New York, number three, because the Seahawks lost. We weren't really uh, banking on that when we kind of looked forward. Um, I do agree. I, and you, Like you said, I said on Monday Football Monday, this is Jalen Hurts' MVP to lose. Um, I think he would have to have like a, like a poor showing in a really big spot. Um, like it would have to be that Cowboys Cowboys game. game. Yeah, like everyone, like he would have to really flounder and, and, you know, that would take all the wind out of his sails. And I think you'd have to get this um, Mahomes sort of Mahomes thing or if the Bengals, you know, kind of get super duper hot and and things work out for them and Joe Burrow takes it. Uh, But what I I do want to give the Eagles credit for is this Cowboys game might not mean anything like mm-hmm. or it might not, not to say it won't mean anything like we've been talking about, but they, they can if they win on Sunday, they can afford to lose this Cowboys game. They still have that extra bit of room for error. Um, obviously, if the Eagles lose to the Bears, then next Sunday is like the biggest game in Cowboys Eagles. And I don't even assuming the Cowboys beat the Jaguars. Um, right. I, I don't even know how Let's... long it's been since there's been a game that big. So let's set some of this up. So the Eagles to clinch the number one seed. They just need to win against the Bears on Sunday and then the Cowboys next Saturday. Like if they do those two things, one seed is clinched with two weeks remaining. They get the to 14 season. and one. Right. Yep. 14 and one done. That's they clinch the number one seed. That's the scenario they're obviously aiming for. And they now, can to that point, they can clinch the NFC East in Dallas. Like yes. if you if you want the like extra bit of joy there, you know what I mean? That you can put caps and t-shirts on in the Cowboys visitors locker room. 
So let's see. Let's run through the scenario where the Eagles win this week. They beat the Bears. Um, Cowboys, let's say they, well, hold off on the Cowboys. Let's say the Eagles beat the Bears, but then they lose to Dallas. Now, you know, obviously the Eagles can still win out um, and win the number one seed that way. Assuming, but that's assuming the Cowboys win all of their games, right? Like, so, right. like, which might not happen, right? I mean, is that fair to say that? Well, like, it's, it's fair to say that, that they're going to win. It's fair to say games. it's not guaranteed anybody's going to win out. Right, to that but I'm point. saying, like, but I mean, like, feasibly, like, not as, as like, of the, now. As of now, like, uh, let me let me break it down. Like, let me get to the, the bluntness of this. Um, if you're an Eagles fan, you can afford to lose one more game. If the Cowboys lose, that, that's another game that you can afford to lose. You get what I'm saying? Right, like, right exactly. now, you, you have a one-game buffer. If the Cowboys yep. lose, that buffer increases. Obviously, there are only four games left. So, like, if the Cowboys lost two or three, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? Like, that, that and renders it all moot entirely. But right now, you can drop one. And then, but if you drop that Bears game, if you're an Eagles fan and you lose to the Cowboys, you lose control. Now you could right. regain control, obviously. Um, but if the Eagles went 0 and 2 in these next two weeks, and the Cowboys beat the Jaguars, this would right. assume the Cowboys beat the Eagles. Then obviously things break that way. So uh, the, and the Cowboys have what left? So they have the they're in Jacksonville on then Sunday. They play the Eagles, and in, then they oh. visit the Titans on Thursday night football, and then they visit the the Commanders to to oh. round it all out. So their non-Eagles game, the remaining non-Eagles games are on the road. Like that's three games on the road. So like, again, like reason, and especially because Washington, that commander's game, you figure is going to be tough from a standpoint of the commanders are probably playing for a playoff spot or at least like playoff seating. uh, See, like that point. I do wonder, it's too hard to extrapolate like too far out because like it might not mean anything. You know what I mean? Like, like the commanders might know they're in. Um, Right. That's what I'm saying. So like, it, it is a really interesting, like, you it know, could mean a lot, though, is the point. Like, it could be like it. It could. In theory, it could be a win and in. Or it could be like, especially if the Giants continue to flounder, right? If if the Giants continue to flounder, then the Commanders won't. And if the Seahawks continue to flounder, you get what I'm saying? Like, then the Commanders will know they're in, and they could, you know, they could manufacture their own buy, right? They could say mm-hmm. like, look, we don't, we we don't care about being the five seed versus the six seed. We want to to I don't know whatever it is. Like, we want to rest. Brian Robinson, Terry McLaurin, whatever, call off the dogs and, and chill out because the difference between five and six is negligible to us versus the Cowboys. The difference mm-hmm. between five and one is is massive, right? Or of not course. five and six for Washington. But but yeah, like I think that part is too hard to predict at this point in time. Um, but you're right for Dallas. They they have to they cannot lose any more games if the Eagles only lose one more. Um, the, the Cowboys. Very, well, very every, fortunate they didn't the, lose this past game. This has been the case ever since Dallas beat Minnesota. That's what made all of this possible was it has given them the tiebreaker over the Vikings. I guess we can segue now into the Cowboys. And, you know, in a literal sense, it was a very good week for the Cowboys. They won. We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, the Vikings <laughs> did lose. Those are look, the Cowboys have needed two things to happen for the last month now, a Vikings loss and an Eagles loss. Now, to the Eagles credit, as mentioned, they have continued to win out, continue to stave off any potential of losing the division or subsequently the one seat. But the Vikings did lose. The Vikings are now looking up at both the Cowboys and the Eagles from a tiebreaker standpoint in the conference. Um, So it's difficult to envision Minnesota getting the one seat is my point. Um, Mm -hmm. That being said, yeah, Dallas, I mean, it was awful. Like it was really, really, really bad. And before the game, uh, Laura Oakman talked about on the broadcast how Mike McCarthy, I don't know if you saw this, um no. he showed a video to the team last week of a um of a mouse i don't know if she said mouse or rat but no but, uh, smashing watermelons this um, time but she, he showed them a video according to laura oakman of a of a mouse um taking a piece of cheese on a on a trap like on a mouse trap rat trap type, type of thing um and the message the message was obviously don't take the cheese don't take the cheese they did and they can sit mm-hmm. here and they can deny it and they can say they didn't overlook the texans they totally 100 absolutely 
unequivocally looked over the Texans and they started slow. And it sounds stupid. Like that that statement has been met with um with some consternation from from other Cowboys fans because I, I don't I truly don't know how much you or other Eagles fans saw this. Uh, Houston wanted to toss and defer. Dallas marched down the field, scored. All right, boom, the party's on. We're gonna cover this 17 point spread. Easy peasy. Houston goes three and out. I told you 17 points. You could have made it, made make it 30. We got this thing. This is Bama. Um, and then Houston punts in Cavante Turpin, who's been saying, I wish, I just wish they would punt to me. I just wish they would punt to me. Calls for a fair catch and muffs it. And that was the first domino that fell. Um, mm. after that, they were just chasing things. And Dak Prescott threw the first interception and it was awful. Mm. Uh, really just couldn't, couldn't get out of their own way. I mean, it, it really was, um, a stri- your, your take from last week over aged this week so well. aged well. Um, but, um, but they did have one opportunity that was a miracle. I really, I debated in our postgame show whether or not the Texans ordered the code red. I mean, you know, they're they're fighting for the number one overall pick here because um, I don't know if you saw the, the total, Jeff Dris- the code oh. battle red, if you that's will. true. Um, I don't know if you saw the Jeff Driscoll fourth down play, but it was ridiculous. I mean, like I saw I, that. I saw right. the. I mean, I'm sorry, RJ. The Cowboys lose that game if they just if the Texans just sneak there. I mean, probably. Very I don't, that's high what I'm, that's why I'm saying. Like, I, that's why I asked whether or not the Texans ordered the code red. I mean, but the it's third scene. How do you not sneak? You're right there. You're right there at the goal. And and if you don't get it, you can do it again. Like they, you take your chances with that. To, to set things up for anyone who missed it, um, Dak Prescott. Uh, uh, so a huge loss in this game. Terrence Steele, Cowboys starting right tackle, tore his ACL yep. and MCL. And Josh Ball, who the Cowboys believed in as a viable swing tackle and who was so terrible that they had to survive with Tyler Smith to this point. Um, all they told us, Brandon, was, oh, he's better on the right side. Don't worry. He'll, he's, he's much better on the right side. Sure. I'm not blaming Dak, but he bumps into Dak because he gets beat. And the second interception happens. Houston returns it to the Dallas four-yard line, and it looks like they are seriously about to lose this game. Mm-hmm. They get stops on first and second down. Demarcus Lawrence made one of the most incredible Demarcus Lawrence plays on third down to, to oh, keep hope alive. Um, no reason to hand it off to Rex Burkhead. And Jeff Driscoll um, just, you know, rope-a-dopes himself um, on fourth down. Dallas takes over at their own two-yard line. They have to go 98 yards or else what the, the awful things they're going to hear about themselves are going to get 100 times worse. Um, and they do. And I like this is a, a, a classic case of multiple things can be true. Mm. Um, Dak was... Dak was incredible on the final drive. He went six of seven. <laughs> this the is final true. drive that he did not deserve. Yes. Well, he went, but still, he he went okay, six great. of seven. He went Didn't six of seven for seventy nine. Look, in, again, like you we can, killed, we can, you crushed the Eagles for only beating the Texans by like twelve points or whatever it is. And I know the Cowboys that. should have lost to the Texans. They, they should have lost. Again, should have lost to the Texans. all of the all of these things are true. Like I'm saying, multiple. Eagles things. never trailed and, against the Texans, by the way. That that's was never true. A thing this, that happened. This was an embarrassing. The Cowboys stole this win. Like they they didn't deserve this win. They got it, and and it's you know there's a lot of people you know kind of crushing the Cowboys for this. Um, I just did our power rankings before we started recording. Most mm. people kept them in like the top three ish. Um, NFL.com dropped them from two to six. Where did they I fall them for to you? Six, uh, just right. I flipped them in the Bengals. So I dropped them out of the top five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, like it is a, a huge, you know, sort of like classic Cowboys, right? Like it, it is, it is all those like, you know, worries from the past that they had done a great job of exercising for the previous month. Um, and when you put it in conjunction, like I talked about that Eagles uh, Colts game on the heels of the loss of the commanders, when you, when you pair it with the fact that Dallas did struggle 
call it struggle, whatever you want, against the Colts for three quarters besides the fourth quarter domination. Now it's a matter of like, okay, who are you? Are you really a, a dominant team? Are you really a team that can turn it on in the fourth quarter against Indianapolis? Or are you a team that has just picked up some some lucky, convenient wins against the Colts and Texans? Um, so this week will will tell us not a lot because I don't mm-hmm. think you can take a lot at this point. Uh, but it will tell us something. I mean, they're about to visit a hot Jaguars team and a very hot quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. So, I mean, can you get up for this game? And even if you can't get up for this game, we know they can get up for the Eagles game. Like, I, I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. Sure. I know that they like they are capable of getting hyped up and focusing and playing to a high level when they want to. But, dude, you got to do that all the time. Like, and they did it for the 98-yard drive, but do it the whole game. Like, th- this was you know, the same way I thought Mike McCarthy deserved a lot of credit for getting double digit wins in consecutive seasons. He deserves a lot of criticism for, for having this team in the, in the comfy, cozy position that they were in all week long, a week ago during, you know, they were number two in a lot of power rankings. Oh, they're, they're right there. This division's going to come down, blah, blah, blah. And they took that cheese. They took that cheese. They overlooked the Texans. They thought they could sleepwalk their way to a win here and they couldn't. And they were lucky to be able to pull it off. This comes from uh, the athletic good friend, Bo Wolf. Quote, for what it's worth, December has traditionally been the worst month of Dak Prescott's career per True Media with lows in EPA per dropback, completion percentage, and yards per attempt. December, this might not be Dak's month, uh, which is kind of a critical spot because Cowboys need to keep winning here to have that chance still. And I would love for Dougie P to deliver the Cowboys a loss. That would be... It'd be uh, sweet poetic justice. The Cowboys, by the way, visiting Jacksonville for the first time since 2006. Um, Their last road game against the Jaguars happened in London. That's why. Um, So it's been a long and that uh, just this is fun for you and I. That was T.O.'s debut with the Cowboys. They Mm. lost that game. Wow. Uh, What a a long time (laughs) it's been. Um, but what's, um, what's, I have a couple questions for you quick. What's going on with the Cowboys offensive line? So it's probably, you said it's probably going to be a platoon of Josh ball and Jason Peters. It seems like that's the expectation at right tackle, but well, I was getting to that, but you were doing your like Seth Rogen voice. <laughs> but anyway, okay. um, <laughs> so, uh, this is a, a Terrence Steele undrafted free agent two years ago. So he's mm-hmm. a, a restricted free agent in the off season. Um, and, and now he's, he tore not just his ACL, but his MCL like today is, December 13th, like he may not be ready week one next year. You're at that point. Um, So we'll see how that impacts, obviously, his contract situation. But he's out. Um, I cannot believe that Josh Ball is still on this team. Like, I I hate making that statement, but he is so bad. Like, he he offers. Exactly. Like, he offers nothing. Um, And so, and I do want to say about that final drive. um, So Dak was six of seven for 79 yards. You can argue he should have been seven of seven for 81, but Michael Gallup dropped the touchdown. He is not that if Josh Ball is there. I, and I don't know if you or anybody saw this. The Cowboys, for that drive, said, Jason Peters, you're going in a right tackle. And, like, holy crap, what, an, what a performance to just, like, on a whim for a game-winning drive, show up and play elite right tackle. Like, I, there aren't a lot of human beings that can do that. So it's Jason not surprising, Peters, given, right. like, his career. Like, that's how he kind of started at tackle. Like, Ross Tucker always tells the story of how he was just, like, a tight end, and they just threw him in at, like, tackle at practice one time, and he was just, like, stone. He was, just, like, crushing dudes. Like, that's just that's who Jason Peters it, is. It was, it was so impressive. Like, that, talking about Jason Peters. Just look at that, him. He's a specimen. Like, he's huge. Right. But, yeah. like, that performance, again, talking about him, was one of the most clutch performances I've seen a Cowboys player have in a very long time. Like, mm-hmm. again, to show up, like, completely, totally, and, and he's, you know, he talked about after the game that they just walked up to him, or, like, you're going in. He was like, okay, cool. Like, no, what no, else is going to happen with, like, Tyron? So, that's, that's what I'm getting back. to. Yeah. I I don't know that they want to play 
Peters for an entire game at right tackle. Yet. No. Like, you know, like that might have to happen, you know, but um, so I do imagine they're going to kind of platoon him. They're, they've been very close guarded about this. Now, it does seem like this week Tyron Smith is going to be back. He had his 21-day practice window opened um, last week after we recorded. Uh, but following the trajectory of things, it seems like he's going to play this week. In fact, Jerry said um, on Tuesday morning on one to the fan that he expects him to play. Now, will he play? Will he start? That remains to be seen. It makes sense for the Cowboys to kind of ramp him up, obviously. Um, so I, I think we could see four different combinations in one single uh, game from the Cowboys as far as their offensive line. Tyler Smith at left tackle, Connor McGovern at left guard, center and right guard aren't, aren't changing, Tyler Biotis mm-hmm. and Zach Martin. But so mm-hmm. Tyler at left tackle, um, Connor at left guard, and Josh Ball at right tackle. And the same left side with Jason Peters at right tackle. And then when Tyron is in at left tackle, I imagine mm-hmm. they'll kick Tyler in. That's what they want to do. They want to go Tyron left tackle, Tyler Smith, the rookie mm-hmm. at left guard. Um, I do think your best five, if you have to play a playoff game, obviously a month from now, is Tyron at left tackle, Tyler at left guard, and Jason Peters at right tackle. Like Again, if, if, when, when you get like, is it ideal mm-hmm. to play Jason Peters at right tackle for an entire game or for four games in a row if no. you're the wild card team? I mean, you can't no. handle that. You just can't handle it anymore. No, but like you can't yeah. handle Josh Ball at right tackle. Like you can't. And a lot of people have suggested kicking Tyler Smith out to right tackle, having Tyler stay at left tackle, and Tyron going to right tackle. But like all those seem like worse options. There, there's no option that you're going to feel great about at this point, given the injuries and all that. Hmm. Okay. Um, we also haven't mentioned T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, that's what I meant. Wow, I know you're definitely afraid. <laughs> yeah, Appropriate because his nickname is the Ghost. Oh, that is pretty scary. What do you, um, what do you make? This is kind of an. NFL what do you make question. of the breathless OBJ coverage, which I said was so stupid and was that's, so right about that? That's what I was about to ask you. Actually, let me ask you my question. What do you make of the fact that so we got OBJ, OBJ, OBJ for like a month? And the Cowboys signed the time. well. The Cowboys signed T. Y. Hilton on Monday, so mm-hmm. like they're and and they're talking about like we're we're still interested. But if anything, it seems like a twenty twenty three conversation. Like you don't sign T. Y. Hilton this like, year. Who if, cares? What, like, like that's my yeah. point. You you don't you don't sign T. Y. Hilton if you think Odell's going to join your team this year. So Cowboys signed T. Y. Hilton, and right. Tuesday morning the Buffalo Bills, who also held a visit with Odell, signed Cole Beasley of oh all people. Um, so two of the three teams that held uh, visits with Odell, moving on. What do you what do you make of that? I mean. I don't know. I guess he's just not ready. But like, what was the point? Then what was the report? What was what's this all about? It's such a big waste of time. I mean, I think he wanted to get in and wanted to get a deal, and thought the fact that he this is my opinion thought the fact that he wouldn't be able to play until the playoffs was not going to be a big deal. And I think that all these playoff teams are like that's kind of a big deal to us. <laughs> and so, um, and the only one who hasn't made a corresponding move is the Giants, but they might not even be a playoff team. So, right. um, and also sinking ship. Not sure he really wants right. to go there. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that Odell's comment on the shop last Thursday, like people made a big deal about that. I'm sure you saw how he said he doesn't see the point in playing in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that that like set people off, but I do, I know, I understand why some people like view that as like, oh, dude, I'm out, whatever. I mean, the Cowboys were very, very firm as much as they flirted with and courted Odell. They were very firm in that they wanted help now, uh, today for this season, for the playoffs. That's why they went on and got T.Y. Hilton. And so, uh, James Washington returned for Dallas last week. He had one target and got rocked on it and couldn't hold on. Um, but when they signed him, and he was the first external free agent who they signed, the thought was that he would kind of be their deep threat. And, you know, it's been one game, but, like, that doesn't seem super likely right now. Mm-hmm. You, you know, that's kind of T.Y. Hilton's thing, right, is is like a deep threat. He can still run. Um, I'm not overly optimistic, but, you know, they needed help. They got help, and so um, I'm happy for that at the very least. All right. Very exciting. Um. 
All right, so there was no Commanders news of the week, although they are now in third place. That is, mm. it has not changed. You know, before we get to the Commanders, let's take a very quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, Trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Welcome back. While we were out, Brandon said that he had a story to tell us. Brandon. Um, Actually, I have a question. Instead of a story, you know how like on Survivor, um, yeah. you'll get like, uh, like a, a reward. And it's like, oh, if you guys win this, you get to go eat like pastries and drink all this coffee. I think that was last week. I've long said that like sometimes alcohol is a treat. I would not want that. I, like no. if, if my if my body was like that like malnourished i would de- maybe i can argue coffee and like but the caffeine rush and the come down would be terrible like i i would like sign me up for burgers and pizza like all kinds of food but like i would not touch coffee or alcohol if if i had been you know out there for 20 days i think one cold beer could be nice like just one refreshing cold beer might be a nice sure. little thing but yeah i don't know any more than that um your like inhibitions would be much more lower than usual and then you would compromise your game you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, also, you're you just going to dehydrate yourself further, and you don't want that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a lot of water. That's what I would want. I, would I bailed want you out of not having a story. Anyway, Gatorade. The, um... I'd go with a Gatorade. I'd love a Gatorade if I was out in Survivor. That'd be, that would, that, like, uh, a beer, when you're, like, really thirsty, it can hit different. And, like, right. when you're super, super, or, like, a Gatorade. Yeah, you, like, mow super... the yard or something. Like, that kind of beer is, like, Yeah, you're just good. so thirsty. Right. Just, like, it is, it can be really refreshing. Um, um 
Wow. Um, Commanders. Have we, have we talked favorite Gatorade flavors before? Probably. I'm a strawberry guy. You got to get Melon. The, the, the pink. Oh, of course, we, we have talked about this because <laughs> yeah. Holden has uh, been like, of course, Melon would be RJ's favorite flavor. <laughs> yeah. RJ lives in Holden's head rent-free, just so we're all aware. Anyway, uh, the Washington Commanders did not play. Now we have nice, clean, same numerical records, although we do have the ties. Uh, but the Commanders had a great week, obviously. Um, so yep. we have a lot, uh, they, great bye week for them. Right, didn't play, uh, but the Giants lost, the Seahawks lost, so the Commanders now not only in the playoff picture, but firmly. They're not that you know Mickey Mouse third wild card team that the Eagles were last year. Uh, they are a true OG wild card team, um, and they have the opportunity to really put some distance between themselves and the Giants. I guess we can kind of lump the two in because the Commanders were on by. They play one another at FedEx Field Sunday Night Football. Um, it's hard not to not to kind of. Eat this cheese. I mean, it, things are, are kind of pointing up for the commanders this season. I mean, it's all about this week. Like, they have to win. They have to show all this big run they've gone on is mean something and is legit. Be very disappointing if they lost to this Giants team, considering the Giants trending in the wrong way. Uh, the commanders having the buy, the advantage of the extra rest, like Chase Young potentially, finally, maybe actually being back, which, by the way, I, I just don't know. I feel like very cautious about that because he should have been back by now and it feels like to me like they're just like trying to hide something or, or like hide that he's less than 100 percent or he's behind schedule or something so I, I still wonder about that um but overall definitely I'm, i mean I'm, I'm feeling good about the commanders in terms of they're more of an ascending team to me right now than, than the, the giants. giants are yeah like they're the third best team in the division easily um so we had talked about their game from for next week before uh at San Francisco I think we both definitely feel like they're they're losing that game right like it's hard to like against if, the 49ers if, right now right and the following week they host the Browns and we had talked like well we don't know what they're gonna look like and granted you know that's more time for Deshaun I like Watson their chances right maybe. now yeah that's what that's what I was getting at like I think I'm willing to flop those games like I, I kind of thought they might beat the Niners and would lose to Cleveland um, so let's say they go one and one in those final two games. Yeah, they'll win uh, one of those two games. Yeah, right. I'm sorry, not final two, but those two. If they beat the Giants this week, so they're eight, five and one. And then if they split those others, they're nine, six and one. They're in, right? Like they're definitely in. We're confident mm -hmm. in that. Yes. I mean, Unless, who's there? Yeah, like, probably. Are, are the Giants their top competition? Do we think like I recognize that that's who they're playing this week and but whatever. But assuming they beat the Giants, the, the Giants are no longer a threat to them. You know what I mean? To their mm -hmm. wild card standing at least. Right. But I mean, the Seahawks are still out there. What do they have left? I'm looking at their the schedule Seahawks right now. Remaining they schedule. Still... They, they play on Thursday night. They play the Ooh, 49ers on Thursday tough. night football. It's in Seattle, Seattle. So it's, it's and, you know, Seahawks are historically are a tough matchup for the 49ers. They give them problems more than other teams. Say they, but like, if you have to pick right now, you're picking the, the Niners. You just said uh, it's hard to pick against the Niners. I think it's a coin flip, though. Yeah, I agree. But I, I do think it's a coin. It's closer to a coin flip. I, it's not let's, just like. Let's call it a loss. So they're seven okay. and seven. This is the Seahawks are. And then they visit Arrowhead next week. That's going to be tough. So I think they win say, one of those two, though. But say they drop. So they're seven and eight at that point. We're, we're kind of forecasting the Seahawks. If the commanders win on Sunday, they are eight, five and one. And even if they lose the next week, they're still a game and a half up on the Seahawks. And they're obviously up on the Giants. I mean, like there's no real other threat to them in the conference in terms of being a wild card team like. I, maybe Detroit, you know what I mean? Like, but but Detroit's Ooh, yeah, not Detroit, a true. But Detroit's not a threat to Washington at that point. Like, I think Washington over these next th this week is my point. With if Seattle loses on Thursday night, and I don't know the full tiebreaker procedure, I think a Seattle loss on its own may clinch a playoff berth for the Cowboys. I'm not totally certain yet. 
Um, but, but I mean, we'll get there. Um, as the week unfolds is what I mean. Check blogontheboys.com. But if Seattle does lose on Thursday night and the commanders beat the Giants, I think the five seed is Washington's. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, the, I, I don't think Detroit is a threat you mean to the them. Seed? I'm sorry, the six seed. My bad. Yeah. Um, I don't think Detroit is a threat to Washington. I think Detroit and Seattle are threats only to the Giants. I don't think that the Lions or Seahawks are catching the commanders. Yeah, I agree with that. The commanders are kind of fortunate they tied instead of losing, obviously, because the Lions do have that tiebreaker over them from the head-to-head earlier in the season. Right. Um, Brian Dable just did everybody a solid. But <laughs> like, because right now, the only reason I, I, I slacked you this, the only reason that mm-hmm. New York is ahead of Seattle is because of the tie right now. That's it. If they had lost because they lost the tiebreaker to Seattle, so what they was would actually be the smart. No, it was not. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Uh, I think the, yeah, the commanders are going to get in unless they somehow lose this week, which would be really bad, not only from like the outcome of the game itself, but just the outlook. You'd be the like, vibes, oh man, right. like that's, yeah, like the vibes are way down. <laughs> you, after- you lost after a bye. Um, to the yeah. to the to a Giants team that hasn't won in a month. Mm, I mean, right. it would be almost worse vibes than what losing to the Texans would have been for the Cowboys. Um, so at this point, the five seed in the NFC is I'm willing to say 90 percent going to be Dallas, but the other 10 yeah. percent would be Philly if the the break goes the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the five seed is Dallas or Philly. The six seed, like I said, I'm very confident. I'm, I'm almost ready to hand it to the Commanders, especially if we get those two things this week: a, a Niners win on Thursday and a Commanders win on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, and then the seven seed. I think, think we've think? danced around this. I'm willing to say that the Giants are not going to make the playoffs. I'm, I'm I willing. Think, yeah. I'm I'm willing to like confirm that. Like for I'm like we we ate the Saquon crow. And this isn't about Saquon, but I, I'm willing to like be willing to eat crow. You know what I mean? Like I'm willing to say there's no the Giants, and dude, we, we kind of talked about it when we forecast this. Like I don't know that you undo the goodwill of, of the first half of the season, but man, like if you whimper out and you fall apart this badly, I mean, like dude, like that's tough. Like, that's a tough way. That, that's a hard off season. It is. It might actually somehow reverse itself back into being a good thing in terms of a sobering look. And it's like, okay, we do really need to upgrade some of these spots. We can't just, you know, uh, talk ourselves into this group that overachieved and probably isn't going mm. anywhere long-term. So so maybe that's it. But it's like, it's, it's a big like a decision. Catalyst. It's, it's what do you do with Saquon? It's what do you do with Daniel Jones? Those are like really big decisions they have to make. And it's not like they have an easy, obvious answer at quarterback, right? I mean, because they're where they're, where they're going to be picking in the draft is not going to be conducive to necessarily getting a top quarterback. doesn't mean it's impossible, but it doesn't, it, it's not likely. So and uh, it's, a, it's a tough thing, but this was not the th- year to not have Chicago's pick. Like this was right. the year to have Chicago's a year, pick. a year too uh, soon, maybe uh, looking at their uh, final schedule. So after the commanders game, then they play the Vikings. So in, in Minnesota, Minnesota, which, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think the Vikings are amazing. The giants can beat them, but it's in Minnesota and it's tough. And then, they it's also in a short week because they play on Saturday, so slightly, but still. Uh, and then they host the Colts. I mean, to be clear, okay. like mo- most teams are playing on Saturday next week. Just, just so like I'm, sure. I'm you're, I'm you're saying, right. Literally, I'm just for the. I don't want people to be like, oh, the Giants are getting screwed. Like most teams no, are not playing on screwed, Christmas Eve. But next week. it is some kind of disadvantage to play on a short week on the road and being the traveling team and having less time to prepare and right. then having to travel on top of that. It's just not ideal. So. Uh, that's the Vikings matchup. It's tough. And then they can probably beat the Colts, but I mean, I don't know. It's probably a coin flip game. I think the Colts can win, um, especially with the Giants, what they look like recently. And then it's the Eagles Giants game in Philly, which and it, the only, see that's at this point, this is what I want. I thought about obviously as, as last week was unfolding. If you're a Giants fan, you are an Eagles fan. You know what I mean? Like at this point, if you're a Giants fan, <laughs> no, but, no, but like, if, I like, like if you you're, that. yeah, 
if, if you're true. rooting for yourself, like you, you need the Eagles to like yeah. run away with this. Yeah. And you yeah. need the, you need you need the Eagles yeah. to lock up the one seed so that that game is meaningless for you. You need Absolutely. that. And you actually kind of you, you need a route for that scenario to unfold where Dallas is is locked into the five seed in terms of week 18. Um, actually, no, you need the Cowboys to play for that. You need the Cowboys to beat mm-hmm. the commanders, although like all the more saying, reason to be rooting for the Eagles so that the Cowboys right. lose and the Cowboys keep wanting to play. And then the commanders, yeah, kind of struggle a little bit here. So I want to talk about point differential because everybody's like, oh, the Vikings, they're going to point. They have a negative one point differential. Let's it's just still all... insane. That it's it negative. is insane. They have seven like, more wins than losses. And they have a negative you. point differential. I agree with you. But like, you know that that statement sounds like it's like supremely negative. It is negative. It is literally it the matter. least. Negative at all is insane. Do you know what the Giants point differential is? That's my point. Yeah, it's it's what? It's negative, I don't know, 30 or whatever. So the Eagles lead the NFL at plus 138. The Cowboys, I think, are third um, at plus 131. The Commanders, minus three, respectable, kind of indicative of being a 7-5-1 and one team. The Giants are minus 33. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, you know, like they're not getting anywhere near the flack that the Vikings are for being frauds. And I know some people kind of said that. Um, but, dude, they are 0-3-1 in division. They 0-3-1. In division, yeah. like you know, like miss and me they, with this. Like they might not, they might not get a division win. It's possible they might not win. It's possible they could make the playoffs and not get a division win. So they are seven, five, and one. The Giants are. They have lost three of their last four and tied one of their last four. So and they the were... one win is a one score game over the Texans at home, and that's all since their bye. So they were six and one. I'm sorry, six and two at the bye. Seven and two after the Texans game. They were seven and two and might miss the playoffs. Like, you know, we've seen before like five and oh teams miss the playoffs, right? Like whatever, but seven and two, dude. Like they, they were seven and two on Thanksgiving Day. Like if I if I could guarantee you that next year the Eagles are seven and two on the week of Thanksgiving, you would take them and be like, Yeah, we're anyone, a playoff team. Anyone. Right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like the, the fact that they might choke that away is but to your point, it may serve as the like cold hard truth they need to like move on from Daniel Jones, you know, whatever. Um, I asked Pete this on Monday Football Monday, which it sounds like you heard, so I'll ask you. You are arbitrary. You are the most coveted free agent quarterback in, in the offseason, this coming offseason, and you can choose between the Jets and Giants. All things are equal, money, contract, et cetera. Who are you choosing and why? I think it has to be the Jets. I just think they have more yeah. of an infrastructure. It's like they're the actual – they're what people thought the Broncos were in the offseason where it's like, oh, they just – they have a lot they're of things going for away. them. Just yeah. need the quarterback. I think they legitimately have more of a case for that. With them, what are you playing with? If you're like who who are who are you throwing to? If you're the Giants quarterback, who are you throwing to next year? Sterling Shepard coming off an ACL. I don't even know if he might be a free agent or not. Um, like who who Wandale Robinson? Okay, like who who are you throwing to? Whereas with the Jets, at least you have what uh, Corey Davis, um, Elijah, Elijah Moore if he sticks around, right? Like you know, there's some things to work with there. Um, so plus yeah, you have I, you have Michael Carter and Brees Hall coming back, right? Like, and not, not and that an offense, sucks, too. but and an offensive line that's like been getting better and has a lot of like is, mm-hmm. is Joe Douglas likes to build through the you know, and, and, a defense, and the defense, so, yeah, a supportive defense. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say the, the Jets, um, and you play maybe in theory in a more winnable division. I mean, I don't know, it's still tough because you know, Buffalo's really good, but well, I mean, but, maybe that's but like in the division you play, like. Like the, if you, if we looked at teams as combinations, like the combination of Philly and Dallas is much yeah. more stout than the combination of Buffalo and Miami, right? Because like exactly. I don't know that I don't know that Miami's married to Tua in the offseason. Like we're kind of like you know we're we're sort of at the beginning part of that like questioning. Um, yeah, I know that's a t- tough scene for you, but um, but yeah, like I, Not a I don't Tua see guy. how. 
And plus, like, who would you rather hang out with, Robert Sala or Brian Dable? Hmm. I guess that's true. And and to your point, yeah, you could you could easily more easily convince yourself if you're this free agent quarterback that you could be a top two at least team in the AFC East. Whereas it's harder to say like, okay, I'm going to sign with the Giants and we're definitely going to be a top two team right. in the NFC East. Like, I don't know. Um, I do think the Giants deserve. I don't know if it's credit, whatever, but like they were 100% right on Kadarius Tony. Like that, I know I've already brought that up, but like they like when things like that happen, like nobody makes like a big deal about it. You know what I mean? It's like oh, but like the moment that tr- that uh, was it a trade or they wait? Yeah. No, it was a trade. trade. Like the moment that happens, like oh man, the Chiefs did it again. It's like oh, you know, they got a decent return. It was like what a third or something? Like it wasn't r- relative to being a sunk cost. They did decent for themselves. Uh, well, they did spend a first round pick on him, so you have to right. Oh, well, that's a different regime, you know. Um, like, they received the Kansas City's uh, comp pick, their third round comp pick, okay. and the team's sixth. Or they got a three and a six. Um, I mean, it's pretty good for coming in and cleaning cleaning up the old regime's mess. Um, let's um, let's pick these games this coming week. By the way, you can hear Brandon and I pick every single game across the NFL every Friday on the Look Ahead, where Brandon is doing a great job as far as not only the locks of the week. He was the only person who had his leg of our <laughs> same game so, parlay. It was just it really justifies our day that vibes are real, and you have to leave. Oh, the, I, I I forgot what you were talking about for a second. Um, but with the yeah. with the Jalen Rager of it all, you said on the <laughs> podcast on the Look Ahead because I went and listened back. You were like, you were so excited to say this, Brandon. You te- you you slacked us at like midnight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm true. serious. You were like, it was literally like eleven o'clock when you slacked us, real- <laughs> and it was like on Tuesday. You were like, and we record that show on Fridays. You're like, this is my lock of the week. Like I'm, you yeah. weren't messing around. Um, but okay, so. <laughs> Uh, these lines are subject to change. Like I said, these are as of uh, Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central. The mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles are laying eight and a half points. The second game of their three-game road trip in the Windy City. <sighs> I love Chicago. Justin Fields. You want Chicago? Is that what you said? I love Chicago. It's a great oh, city. Okay. Um, so um, Justin Fields and the Bears coming off their bye. Maybe Matt Eberflus helps the Cowboys out. Probably not, though. Um, I will lay the points. Um, it's I'm not picking against Philly right now. I'm very fascinated to see what the line is going to be for the Christmas Eve game, but mm. got to get through this week first. Yeah, we, that very much will impact it. Uh, Bears are the second worst team in the league when it comes to covering the spread. So it's really not, it's it's not like oh this is a ton of points. I mean it's really not. Um, they have been playing more competitive recently when Justin Fields has been starting, undoubtedly, but, but they've also lost a lot. And I mean, I just don't think they have the horses. That was very much apparent with the Giants. Um, right. Bears very much also just do not have the horses. The Fields thing will be interesting in terms of what his mobility can bring, but they I mean, do have more of the horses in that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I had to like, like quantify the horseness that they have. Like I believe in, in Chicago more than New York in that hmm. sense, just, just because of Justin Fields. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think. Well, him if, aside, I'm saying, yeah. Right. I actually saw a report this morning that Chase Claypool still doesn't like have the full, like, like grasp of the bears offense, which is understandable, but like, you know, tough scene. You know what I mean? If you're there, but like if, if the bears cover or win it is going to take like a supernova justin fields game but again this is this is your version of the colts game like you have been bagging on justin fields it would only be fitting and and it it would be fitting that it is the week before the cowboys game that that would set everything up that like that would pull the rug out but i'm i'm not betting on that i'm taking the it's hard to bet against uh or or on that i should say right now yeah i mean fields you know he is what he is in terms of being an impressive runner recently but he's also prone to turning over the ball he's also prone to taking a lot of sacks and the eagles lead the nfl in sacks i think they're going to be able to get to him and take him down um i don't know what you do to stop the eagles offense and what is chicago working with i think on both sides of the ball 
Chicago just not very strong in the trenches and the Eagles very much are. So I like that matchup a lot. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think, um, I mean, this could be a trap game from the sense of, okay, uh, you're coming off two big wins and you're playing a big division game the next week. So maybe you get caught looking ahead, but I don't know. I don't really think that's likely. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think you talk about that at this point as being like the favorable scenario. I just think uh, bears aren't good. I think it's that simple. They're not good. Eagles are. Eagles win. They cover. They win by Agreed. double digits. The Cowboys are laying four and a half points in their first trip to Jacksonville since 2006. I have a feeling you're going to emotional hedge and take the Jaguars to cover, but the Cowboys to win. I take the Jaguars to win outright, baby. Doug Peterson is going to come through. I can't not take Doug. I love Doug, so I have to do it. I mean, in all seriousness, Trevor Lawrence has been looking better. Which we're except for last earlier. week, I, I, super res- impressive to respond from the like injury concerns that everybody had following sure. the Lions game, right? So, um, yeah, I he's more recently than not, I mean, more often than not recently, he has looked better. And I believe in Doug, uh, I, I think it could be an overreaction in terms of oh, well, the Cowboys almost lost to the Texans, so now they're definitely gonna lose. I'm not going with that, I just think, uh. I don't know. I buy Doug Peterson. It's not necessarily just about the Cowboys being awful now because I don't think they're awful. Um, but I do think they're vulnerable. I think there is something to that. And it, like I said last week, I'm not scared of them. I think you should be much more scared of Jalen Hurts and the Eagles that are coming to Christmas and preparing to beat the Cowboys. Um, but you know, we can get there. Uh, I'm a little I'll, bit worried. I'll take the Jags. I'm I'm a little bit worried about Micah Parsons. We didn't talk about this. Like he was kind of invisible on Sunday mm. against the Texans. Like that was like the first he's time he's invisible he's, against the Eagles. I mean, well, that it was like not invisible, but like he was, you know, getting beat. Like that's the difference. You know what I'm saying? Like he was just like not a factor. Like, like he yeah. was like uh, like it was just very wow. strange. Like it, it, that had never happened. Um, in they a schemed him game. out of the game. Yeah. Um. No, I'm talking about Sunday, but you're right uh, oh, about Philly. The Eagles, um. Yeah. So, um, did Philly host the Packers the week after the Colts? Was that the, was that the week after the the Colts win? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. This to me, like my assessment of your assessment is how I felt about the Eagles Packers game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought like the Eagles are, are showing, you know, signs of vulnerability, like everything you just said. And I was like, I don't really believe in the Packers, but I kind of believe they could catch, you know, the Eagles right here, right now. And the Eagles blew the Packers out. I know the Jordan Love thing made it close at the end, whatever, blah, blah. But um, so I'm not saying the Cowboys are going to like throttle the Jaguars, but I do think that they are upset. And I do think they're pissed off. I do think they're a, a much better team, obviously, than they than they, than they showed against the Texans. Um, I think the Jaguars deserve a lot of credit. I think the Doug Peterson factor certainly is somewhat troublesome because that's a guy who not, not only is a good coach, but knows the Cowboys, right? Like knows how to beat the Cowboys. We've certainly seen that um, at many different times. But I'm confident laying the points uh, for the Cowboys. I, I think that this is their kind of bounce Ooh. back. Like it's to them what the Packers game was for the Eagles. That was kind of like, again, what I thought. And I think you yourself or any Eagles fan were, were a little bit interested in, in how the Eagles would play against the Packers. And then it was just, it was over before it started. What was it like? What was that fourth, first quarter? It was like 21, 14 at the end of the first quarter. Um, but it was over. I mean, we all knew it was. Um, so I'll take the Cowboys. I'll lay the points. Um, and it would be, a really it would it would actually be a shame if they lost and the Eagles won and then you set up this like whimper of a like no real hype for the Christmas Eve game. Um but in a weird way, like I'm I'm pre-coping saying like it would be all about like well no like there is something to that. Like they would know that they're locked in to the five seed. You know what I'm saying? Like so they could like I talked about they could manufacture their own buy. Obviously though they would have to play an extra playoff game. Um but I'll take the Cowboys lay the points. Finally Sunday night football I think the Cowboys, was, just the last thing on them is, that I think they lose one of the three road games. I, I will say, 
I'm more worried about the Jaguars game than I was a month ago, but I'm less worried about the Titans game Correct. than I was a yeah, month ago. Yeah, they're just so banged like, up. Th- those things spot. have flopped for me. Um, sure. But anyway, um, Sunday game. Night Football, the Commanders um, laying four and a half at home yeah. um, against I mean, the Giants. Commanders, easy. I'm, yeah. You can't bet on the Giants right now. They're, they're banged up as well. And it's not trending. They haven't been playing good football. Like, <laughs> they've, they've not won a game in what, over a month or whatever? Like, they're. They're just not today, playing well. Actually, today, today, well, we're, for us, December, it was November 13th mm-hmm. that they won, last won again. So why would you bet on them? You just think they're going to turn it around magically all of a sudden? Like, Saquon's going to get, like, I don't see the path to victory for them. Commanders are at home, had a bye week, they've had this time to prepare, they're trending in the right direction. Yeah, it's it's easily the Commanders. Um, My prediction for this, I'm with you, like, I'm taking the Commanders, everything. I think there's a lot of Taylor Heineke love in this game. And I think that the Monday, like next Monday morning is the like day that the national analysts go off on the Giants. You know, like it's it's like the set like release the hounds game, like for you know, this is embarrassing, but like you know what I mean? Like all this gets know. relitigated. I think it'll be more pro Heineke and pro Washington at that point. Um I think the Giants could be like after the Vikings loss, or yeah, probably probably more so that. Mm, not all the frauds. Wow. Um anything else? Because I have to get to that training that we talked about. So. Are you scared of the Eagles, RJ? Are you concerned? I'm scared of the Eagles and the Chiefs, and to a slightly lesser extent, the Bills. I'm and I'm I'm sad that I'm not equally afraid of the Bills. You know what I'm saying? Like I've I've been team Bills for a while. Like I'm a little bit bummed about this. Um, but I will say I'm a little bit afraid of the Bills after the comment from the report. Did you see the reporter's question to Josh Allen? That was like. Um, in the post game after they beat the Jets, some I don't know who it was, but some reporter asked Josh Allen, or it wasn't even a question. They said, "Oh, I know what you're going to say uh, this doesn't look like a Super Bowl offense right now." And Josh Allen was like, "Okay," but but it was like it was one of those like super quick responses that like scares you. And he was like, "Okay," <laughs> like okay, Josh, give me the over on anything Josh Allen next week. If um, I had to go quarterback, so that concerned me. Um, it is the Patrick Mahomes, obviously, uh, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. Those are the only three quarterbacks right now that like what. Like, uh, what NFC quarterback scares you the most? And just like to be clear, your Rock answer, Brady. your answer can be Dak without like I guess acknowledging that Dak scares you. But like you know, what I'm saying like he can be the one who scares you the most while you're not like your concern level isn't high. If that makes sense? Yeah, because I, I, mean, I think I, I think it has to be Dak for you of all NFC potential quarterbacks. In a vacuum, Dak. I mean, because you're not attaching him. Let's say because you know it's Brock. I'm scared. The 49ers are the only team right now in the NFC that give me like pause i'm not scared of them in terms of like i don't think the eagles it's not like i think the eagles can't beat them but i'm like that defense it would be interesting i think if any team is going to have some answers for what the eagles do in offense i really do have to get to this this training but i have a question no to interrupt you um say the lions sneak in as Mm -hmm. the the wild card team the third wild card team i think that's the like the scariest path for the eagles like not to be to be clear not a scary one but like right right now today playoff game lions in minnesota who are you taking um lions easily they would be, right if they make the playoffs they're, they're gonna be like what nine and ten in their last or nine in their last ten game nine win nine and one sorry with, with the one games. loss being to the bills on thanksgiving that like, yeah, barely like happened. they were up and they, yeah they could right. have won that game so yeah. but so like we would both take the lions to beat the vikings and that pains me to say but i would um and and so that it would be the lions visiting philadelphia on you know yeah I'll Which, take I'll take my chances against. Jared I know Goff I know you would, but like I think that's the worst. Um, like that's that's the, one of the scarier hypotheticals you can. They would be it's, yeah, they'd be frisky. They'd be tough. Like I'd probably take them to cover the spread because I'm guessing like right. the spread in that game would be like eight, and I, yeah, I'll take the points. But I think it'll be a competitive game. But yeah, Eagles will win. Um. All right, let's get out of here. As we leave, give us a random snack. 
A random thing you warm up in the microwave. Random thing that you warm up in the microwave. Mashed potatoes. Correct. Instant mashed potatoes. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on Home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. Anthropic.